I think you should start this one out with singing It's Hot in Here. Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where the fellas? Welcome to episode 85. Today we're going to help you beat the heat. If you want the show notes to this episode, you can get them at thefailers.com slash 85. Before we get started on the podcast today, this is one more that the kids are not on. I promise you this is not becoming a uh, non-family podcast. I don't know. Parents. <laughs> parents the only. parents. We showed them the notes and they were like, boring. Yeah. <laughs> That does not sound like fun, Mom. (laughs) So uh, we do plan on doing um, next week, we're going to talk about awesome places in Michigan, small towns, things you like hidden gems. They for sure will do that because they have been to all those places. So they'll be here next week. Promise. (laughs) Let's get started. All right. Today we're going to talk about tips on how to keep cool in your RV during hot summer months or any time of the year. If you're in a hot area. This is an important episode because if you have stayed any amount of time in an RV, it can get very, very hot. Now, if you're hooked up to electricity and you have your air conditioning running and it's like a weekend, more than likely it didn't bother you too much. Yeah. But if you're living in an RV and you're either hooked up to power and air conditioning or not, if you're trying to boondock, it can be a struggle. Mm -hmm. So these are some tips to use to make your life easier in both situations, if you're boondocking or if you're hooked up to electricity. And if you're just camping, this can help make your RV more efficient. Okay, so our best example of too much heat. The best example I can give you is one time we were boondocking by Twin Falls, Idaho, and there was it was around the 4th of July, it was right before, and there was an extreme heat wave coming through the whole area, the whole Pacific Northwest, and at one point, we were boondocking, and at one point, we had the generator going, and the air was on, and it was like, I'll say like day two of maybe high 90s, and you know, sunny and everything, and I went outside barefoot, and I had to run back to the RV, and I'm like, holy crap, that is probably 150 degrees. So I ran back in the RV, and I actually got, uh, I filled up like a small bucket of water, and I took it outside. I took my phone and I recorded a video and I dumped the water onto the rocks and it steamed. And then that leads into our first tip, which is moving yep. <laughs> to a new location. Yep. Yeah, I went back inside and said, uh, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> the first and most obvious tip we have is adjusting your location. So moving to a different location. And that means, you know, moving from the border of Arizona to, you know, something in the more, one of the more Northern states. Yeah. And I would say like being a full-time RVer, just having an RV, you have the flexibility to change locations. As long as you're not tied to a specific job or something like that. If you're not there for work and you're on like a work contract or something like that, if you're just traveling for funsies, you can move. 
And we recommend you do that. Yeah, we've <laughs> done that's it. that's the we, easiest. <laughs> there's been several times that we've actually done that because of weather. It was either too cold or too hot. In this case, obviously, it was way too hot. So we started looking up campgrounds. Yep. Another option is you can go up in elevation. So uh, the higher in elevation you go, the cooler it gets. Sometimes real cold. I mean, you could have snow where, at, you know, at the bottom you were burning water yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that that's another option. In fact, that's probably something we're going to use when we do the braces because we're stuck in the southern part of the United States. But one of the spots is in southern Colorado where we can go up in elevation. So yeah. we'll probably use that tip at that time. Heck, yeah. Just as far as that goes, uh, it can still get hot at, at high elevation. It can still be in the 80s, sometimes the 90s. But it cools off much quicker. As soon as you get – as soon as the sun goes down – it lets it cool off much faster and you can still get, you can, you can be 90 during the day and get down to 50 at night in some spots. So depends on how you, high you can go. And to be honest, if it's high, if it's hot at higher elevation, it's really hot exactly. at the lower elevation. So if that's your only option to go up in elevation, do it. Next tip, air conditioning maintenance. So almost all rigs have air conditioning units. We have two of them in our RV. However, they're not the most efficient, yep. and they need some work. First one is cleaning them. Maintaining your rooftop ACs isn't like the simplest task. It's fairly easy, but it involves getting up on the roof, taking the, um, the cover off of the AC unit, and then removing like a, a metal shroud off of part of it. And they make a specific cleaner. It's like a foam cleaner that I've used before. And actually, I'm getting ready to do it again. You just spray it into the coils and it foams up. And it, you're really not supposed to, you're, you don't have to rinse it off anyways. But when I did it, I saw a tip on like a YouTube video where the guy sprayed his foam on and let it do its thing. Then he just took a little squirt bottle and kind of misted it to kind of help clean out the coils. And it looked like it helped a lot. So... That's what I did, and I I got a little bit of dirt. I imagine it's it's for us. It's been a while. Uh, I imagine ours are fairly dirty, so I'm hoping that will help. And obviously, cleaning on the inside as well. We do that frequently. Um, there's some little filters yeah, in the, here that you can take down. I don't do it. You do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just take them down and clean them off, and rinse them out. Yeah, exactly. That's super easy. It's just I use some you know dish soap, like a Dawn Power Wash or something. And I just spray it on there and kind of scrub it and rinse it off, let them dry, and put them back up. But something we did this year I think is really cool, and I think it's helped a lot, at least where we're at right now. I feel the difference, and that is we've optimized them. How yeah. have we optimized our ACs, Tony? Real quick, this is not our tip. This is one that we saw online, and we'll link that in the show notes. Yeah, I just took, I just took somebody else's idea and used it in the way that I could use it. Because we actually didn't do it the same way. And I'll kind of explain that. Took the cover off on the inside. There's actually two layers to it. There's like the outer cover with like the vents and the filter. And then there's the inner one. It's like a, a channel is used for like the, the end dumps of the RV. If you open the, like ours has little sliders on the end that you can just let the air dump out those. Took that off. I went in and I cleaned as much as I could around the whole intake side. It was very the, dirty in there. So I guess you'd call it good. the cold air return, whatever it is. And then on the blower side, 
Uh, ours is kind of shaped like a big box with that's not sealed up or anything. So it has a little bit of ductwork coming through because one AC can blow straight through into the back. Like our front one can actually blow air through the middle AC and then into the back room. But in those areas, it's a big box that's like, doesn't seem very efficient at all. Like the airflow, I can just see like tumbling around in there. <laughs> so what I did was I took a bunch of, uh, I think it was a maybe half inch foam, like pink foam you buy from Home Depot. I think it cost me about $13 for a full sheet. And uh, I just cut it up into little pieces. And I basically what I did was I, I made, I shrank that little box size down. So I made it to where the, the blower, the fan would blow down into a smaller area and all the air is directed into the ductwork mm-hmm. or and, the dump area or the dumps. And that's one thing that's different from mine to the video that we watched before was um, he actually made it probably a little bit more efficient, but uh, he eliminated the end dumps. I really like the end dumps because I feel like they work well, especially when you're standing right under one. You can really feel the air. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't ever use those. You constantly go over, open it, and just stand there. Well, <laughs> you ha- the front one actually has to have an end dump because that's the only way to get AC up to the front of the rig. Oh, yeah, like sure. Into your quote-unquote office. Mm-hmm. So that's all I did. I, I basically just... I used a bunch of foil tape and I sealed all the little cracks that were everywhere because they were all over. I imagine some of that cold air coming out was getting blown back into the return. So they, there's a name for that. I can't think of it right now, but it's kind of like a, a there's a loop. You know, it sucks in the cold AC and it runs it through the process again and blows it back out and it just keeps on looping. So it's less efficient. So I eliminated all those gaps in both ACs. I made it. And you used a lot of that tape. Yeah, the foil tape. Yep. Mm -hmm. That stuff sticks to pretty much anything. So, but I got them all sealed up. You know, I don't have like a, I didn't test the temperature or the airflow or anything like that, but I can feel a difference Mm -hmm. as far as the airflow goes. I really feel it with our second air conditioner. So our second air conditioner was what kind of cooled the back room. And that one was like, when we were in the back room, I'd be like, is the air even running? Yeah. Like, did you put the first air on, not the second air? And now I feel it back there. So I feel like I feel like it's done a lot. Yep. And uh, in our rig, and it's, it's I think it's like that in many rigs, our, well, we call it the front AC or the first one. Uh, it's a higher BTU than the this one. Like, I think the front one's like a 15,000 BTU and the back one's a 13,000 or something like that. I know there's a... A slight difference in the two. They're not exactly the same. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that helped a lot. And I, I took a couple of pictures. I'm not good at like before and afters, but I think I did take <laughs> some pictures of that. So uh, we can share that and you can see my master craftsmanship in HVAC. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Next tip, window treatments. So this is a big one. Uh, we notice a like instant relief. When you lower down. So we have two shades on all of our windows. Our RV came with it. Comes with a A shade. shade. Which is like see-through. And then the darkening shade. Blind. Blind. Whatever. Yep. Okay. So so those, I think, like we keep, you know, the sun side, we keep those all down during the day. 
And I think that blocks out a ton of heat. Yeah. Like you can lift those and feel the heat come yeah, in exactly. and then put those down and feel like relief. Even so. the even just the shade, I say helps if it's um if it's not like super direct harsh sun. But when the if it is like direct sunlight coming in and it's hot out, shutting that blind, uh, you can really feel if you just put your hand on it after a couple of minutes, it's like very hot. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't like really radiate or, you know, when the sun's shining in and shining on the floor, that's creating heat directly into your RV. So, yep. And you can get uh, along the same little idea, but you can get these insulated like square things that go up in your vents, which is yep. kind of cool. We don't have those, but you've looked at them before. You've yep. almost bought them, but um, those are really cool. And then uh, also for your windows, you can get Reflectix. Yeah, Reflectix is like a, it's kind of like a, almost like a bubble wrap, but it's got like a reflective foil on both sides. We've used the boards on the inside before. Yeah, we had one window that was like half the day was like blazing sun. And, and that, it was behind something we it was didn't behind even use. You, when yeah. your monitor was there. Mm-hmm. So that shade was always closed or the blind was always closed. So we just had that piece of foam there <laughs> to intercept the sun. And then we had this stuff down and then it worked really well. I do recommend using the Reflectix though, where you can put it in all the windows. It, mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're at a spot for a long time, I think it's worth it. And, and if you're boondocking. And I've seen where some people, they've put it on cardboard you know, attach it to cardboard with Velcro and then mm-hmm. they put Velcro in their window frames. That way they had a piece specific for each window and they just like put it up when they wanted. If you're moving around, you're not always going to have the sun in the same spot. So it's nice to have the, the options to do different windows. So the next tip is kind of a hard one and that is insulation. And I say it's hard because for the most part, you're kind of stuck with what you got and that's a very little bit of insulation. Yeah. <laughs> However, you can add in some insulation in some areas. So we've added in, is that Reflectix that we've it's, used? It wasn't, ref, it's not Reflectix. It's a different product. It's like, um, it's like a reflective foam. I don't know. I don't remember what it was called. Do we buy it on Amazon? We did buy it on Amazon. So we'll we link, link it. it but, yeah, we'll um, link it in the show notes. We put it in our closet and in all of our cabinets. Yep. I think it's like a... I think it was like a four millimeter, five millimeter. One side is like a reflective foil and then the other, the rest of it's just the white foam. And I put it up, yeah, in all of the cupboards, in, in our, the wardrobe slide that's exposed a lot. I put it on the walls in the side. And I don't know if I noticed a huge difference with that. I, I mean, when you stick well, your hand in there, you can definitely feel heat. I, I, and I did that, I think, in Florida mm-hmm. because one of our walls or we'll say our one of our cupboards that was used for like food storage uh, was a afternoon sun side. And you go to grab like a can of soup or something out of there and it's like 100 degrees feeling. <laughs> I, I think it did help. It probably lowered the temperature by 10 or 15 degrees um, by just adding that little barrier. But it's not like it was a, you know, it's not like a huge difference, but I think it did help. But if you're building your RV or tearing out something. Yeah, if you've gutted something or, yeah, and you're putting it back together. Definitely add in some insulation because that will help. And if you're building like a schoolie or something, get the best insulation you can. (laughs) you know. Yep. I don't know if, oh, you mean spray insulation? Yeah, yeah. Mm No, spray foam, like. 
like they do in houses. Oh, yeah. That's like what I Like clothes, cell, spray foam. Probably the best. Another tip is to minimize the heat inside your RV. And you do this best by not cooking. <laughs> well, it's... <laughs> Which is my favorite thing. <laughs> heat generating appliances. Like for us, the air fryer. We love using our air fryer, but... In some cases, you know, if we're boondocking or if we're on a 30 amp or something, if we have an AC running, it's hard to use an AC and the air fryer at the same time because of the power use. I don't like to, like, push it to the limits. So we'll shut an air, shut our air off. But it also is heat generating, so. We're going to shut the air off. Then we're going to turn the air fryer on, which generates a ton of heat. And then when you turn the AC back on, you're kind of like taking two steps backwards. Yeah. Another thing is like if you have an oven, using the oven, all of those things uh, use a lot of or make a lot of heat. So cooking outside is a better option. Yep. That's why like I've kind of. And then only one person suffers. (laughs) I've got, (laughs) but you know, depending on how hot and sunny it is. But uh, I've kind of mastered cooking pretty much an entire meal with sides all on the Blackstone. (laughs) I have actually taken the air fryer outside and used it outside before. Another tip is proper ventilation. So when it starts to cool down, make sure you're opening those windows that are on the cooler side so that you can get some airflow throughout your RV, having your fans running, uh, the vent fans. Yep. Uh, And then... And not not all vent fans are created equal. Like ours, they they suck from the inside out very well um but we don't have the option to reverse it to actually pull cool air in you know some i've seen some that you can reverse the fan and it'll bring the cool air in it'll suck from the outside but if you open a window and you turn on the fan it will suck from the outside and and it does it does cool off things pretty yeah pretty quickly yeah, I love that feeling, laying in bed, and I'll have, like, the vent fan on, and it's, like, blowing cold air directly into my face. <laughs> love that. You mean sucking? Through the window. <laughs> sucking the wind into your face? Whatever. <laughs> Another way to beat the heat is finding your ideal parking spot. So this also goes along with moving locations. Yep. You know, when you're getting ready to park, this works really well when you're boondocking. Make sure you have some shade. Yep. Even, I mean, it's, it makes you, it's a little hard if you have to It's solar, but. It's a catch-22 if you're solar equipped. Unless you have, like, a ground deploy set up for your panels. Our solar panels are hard mounted on the roof. So if we don't have a park where there's an opening, uh, if we get any shade, our, you know, our solar intake is reduced quite a bit. But, like, right now where we're we're plugged in. It's been super hot, but our spot is super shady. Mm-hmm. So that we can feel the effects of that. And we don't have to worry about the solar. Yeah, because we're plugged in. And yep. the air is a little bit more efficient when it's not fighting. Yep. But we have had a couple of boondocking spots in the woods. They weren't like giant trees or anything. But there was trees kind of like on three sides of us. But they were, weren't tall enough to block the, like the midday sun, like the prime sun for solar. So you get the kind of shade in the morning and shade in the evening, that late afternoon. So that was kind of nice. Another tip is to get a dehumidifier. If you're in an area where there's high humidity, getting a dehumidifier can help. Yes, because really that's the main goal of the air conditioners, right? Yep. Is to remove out the 
humidity and cool things down. Yep. And you could probably run both and help your AC unit. Yeah. Because when you're in Arizona and, and it's 100 degrees, it's just a dry heat anyway. So yep. it doesn't really bother you too much. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I'd say 100 degrees is 100 degrees no matter yeah. how you look at it. But if you find shade in Arizona, 100 degrees, it's much different than 100 degrees in Michigan. If or it ever, Florida. Or Florida. <laughs> Shoot it, me now. <laughs> it feels like it's raining. It's actually kind of crazy if you get one and then run it, how much water you do pull out of it. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, this is all in the air? Yep. <laughs> all right, some additional like cooling options. Uh, number one, patio awnings and shade sails. Yeah, one thing that we do a lot uh, is utilize our awning, mm-hmm. which our awning kind of sucks. We've complained about it before because it's an armless one, so it's not super sturdy. Uh, and if there's any wind, it likes to retract by itself. But when it stays out, it it makes such a big difference. If the if the sun is shining like on that side, the door side, and you put that shade out and block the sun, you can instantly feel it cool off. Yeah, sometimes you'll just put it out like two feet or yeah. three feet. Sometimes, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes it just has to go out just enough to block the path of the sun, and then sometimes it works for most of the day. Yeah, and I can definitely, like I work in the front of the RV on that side, and yep. I can really feel it when you stick it out. Yeah. Yep. So. Another option are shade sails, which are really cool. They are, they hook on with like suction cups right you can use suction cups i've seen them with suction cups right on the side of the rv uh, i've seen um people make permanent attach po- attachment points on their rv at different spots and basically what they are you can get them like in a triangle or a rectangle uh, they're not waterproof by any means so they're not good for they're not good shelter for rain or anything like that but um if you have them out just to create shade you can get like long uh like fiberglass poles to extend up or you can have them at an angle but whatever you can do to put those up around to shade basically the sides of your rv from the sun that'll make a huge difference and it gives you a little bit of like a you know shelter if you wanted to sit outside and not be baked by the sun another tip is fans fans you can put like just portable fans you can put those throughout your house we have one right now that we're probably going to leave <laughs> unless we it's steal like it a, from yeah, my mom. <laughs> like a, just a regular round pedestal fan. Yeah. But we've, it moves some air, moves some serious air. We've had them before, though. Yep. I just hate them because they're big and they're hard to move around because we move, you know, every couple of weeks and it's just a pain. Well, I think every single one that we've had uh, has eventually fallen over while we were driving. Yeah, and broke. And broke. So I'm always so happy when that happens so we can throw them away. I don't know. I love I them. Fans. Especially I love them at night. I love to have a fan on at night. But you did buy these little square portable fans and they work awesome. They're yeah. plug-in. They're rechargeable. Yep. And you you don't have to have them plugged in to work, but I just leave mine plugged in next to my bed and it's just this little square and it works great. I think it's perfect. Yeah, I think it's like a little four inch maybe, four inch fan and has adjustable speeds yeah three different speeds and yeah they work super good especially if it's hot out and just want something you know i don't like it when my head sweats at night so (laughs) moving air across my head makes it 10 times better 
Another tip, which we've never tried, which maybe we should try this one time, is to put an ice pack in front of your fan because apparently that works really good too. I've never tried. I've never tried that. I know. I've seen um, where people put fans that blow through a cooler, like they buy like a cheap foam cooler, and they pack it full of ice, maybe even dry ice, and then they put a a duct on the other side so yeah. the fan blows through, and apparently that helps cool. You think that I, would add humidity, but I don't know. <laughs> well, it's dry ice. How could that add humidity? <laughs> Another one, which we've also never done, but we've seen some pictures of some people doing it, and that's add Reflectix across their entire roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you show me that, or did I show you that? I showed you. Yeah, it was an RV, and the entire outside roof was covered in Reflectix. <laughs> so I, He's I'm, obviously I'm, stationary. <laughs> I'm assuming it works. And another tip, which I really love, is adding plants to your house. Did you see I added that? How does that help? <laughs> Is that Are you trying to, like, sell me on plants? I don't know. Take that out. <laughs> I just was trying to squeeze on plants. <laughs> plants help. Plants help. <laughs> nope. Another thing that we have done is use our doors to separate the rooms that we're in to keep the air in that one area. And now we remove those doors, but we've added in these curtains, which I personally think work better. I think so. Yeah. These curtains are great. We have one in the going into the hallway and it's from ceiling to floor and it's like a little bunched up on the floor. So there's like no air that seeps through there. And then in the front as well. And I think that works really good too because it just cuts off the whole front. Yeah, and I think uh, when we get into colder weather, when we're traveling, maybe in like North Dakota and in in the fall when we're traveling and it's going to get cold, I think it's going to help with the heat too. The only bad thing about that is that I'm going to freeze up there. That's fine. (laughs) We'll be nice and warm in here. Because the curtains for the front is on the back part of my office. So it's going to cut me off into the either the hottest part of the house or the coldest part of the house. Hey, <laughs> you designed on... it. You designed it. Not my problem. No, I'm just kidding. We have uh, things that... I'm get, we're getting new seats that have heated seats. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be okay. I think the partitions help. We've, we've done it before. A long time ago, we did it with like blankets and stuff. Before we had the curtain set up, I think we probably did it more in the cold than we did in the, mm-hmm. in the hotter weather. But it makes a difference if you can if you can seal off a, a space to make it smaller, it's it's going to cool faster. Yeah, and I think these work really good. And usually, what we'll do if it's a very very hot day, we'll usually you know we'll keep the living area, the the kitchen, living room, office area cooler during the day, and then. As we get out of, like, direct sunlight, or if, if it's, like, an hour or two before bed, we'll switch the AC and then switch to the back room, you know, to the bedrooms. Another tip, which this is not really going to help your RV stay cooler, but is to leave your RV and go do some heat-friendly activities. Like, yeah. for example, Jeep Trail. Yep. <laughs> These activities, by the way, should all include your pets. Because leaving your pets in your hot home would not be smart. So things like a Jeep trial where you have air conditioning, yep. that would work. 
Um, we like to do that a lot. Like, it's just too hot. Let's just go for a drive. <laughs> yeah, we've done that. Uh, and then if you don't have pets, things like visiting museums, stuff like that would work great. You could go to the beach with your dogs, play in the water. That's yeah, any type fun. of water activities, find a pool. Sometimes there's community pools or if you're campground or whatever, you can go to the pool there. Um, you know what my mom used to do when I was a kid? We didn't have AC. What? We used to go to the grocery store or the mall. <laughs> Free air. <laughs> yeah. Go somewhere that's air conditioned. You can get out of your house. Maybe still like put the reflectix up and the shades down. Mm-hmm. Make Try to keep it as cool as possible so that when you come back, it is pretty cool. And then, you know, come back in the later in the evening when you can open your windows and just, you know, release some of that heat in there. Yep. Along the same lines uh, where it's not going to help your RV, but it'll help you is dress cooler. Wear lightweight, loose-fitting clothes. <laughs> Try to uh, dress for the weather. Wear your bathing suit and go outside and use the hose and spray yourself off every once in a while. Get the sprinkler out. <laughs> well, you, they make like, uh, you know, Under Armour makes the... Their um, heat wicking or sweat wicking. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna. Say, I was trying to think of it as like heat gear or cool gear. I don't remember which one it is, but it's designed specifically for hot weather because it does. Yeah, wicks mm-hmm. moisture. Even getting like a little kiddie pool though, and just putting your chair, you know, yeah. sit your chairs around it and stick your feet in it. That yeah. probably will cool you off enough. Get a drink. Yeah, that's put a, one of your sa- the shade sails up. Yep, that's I mean, a, that a real fun. way to regulate your body temperature is by your, through your feet. <laughs> And I, oh, you could do that in your house. You could get like a foot bath, yep. but don't put hot water in it. Just put cold water in yeah, it. Just sit there and <laughs> soak your feet. Yeah, that actually sounds fun. We should get the kitty pool out and <laughs> shade sails and some drinks. Major just- tip, most important in your RV or outside of your RV is staying hydrated. Yeah, it's not going to help the RV stay cool, but it'll help you stay cool, stay hydrated. There you have it. All the tips to keep cool in the summer. And we've used almost all of them. Mm-hmm. Except Sometimes for the, on a regular basis. Except, except for, for the silly ones. <laughs> you know, hanging ice in front of your fan or something. I don't know. Maybe it works. We just have never tried it. We'd love to know your tips. Did we not mention something that you do all the time? We'd love to know more. We're always in hot areas. We'd love to know all the ways possible to cool off our RV. If you go to the show notes or our website, and like anywhere on our website, if you scroll down, you'll see a little button that you can leave a message. You just click the button, leave the message telling us how you keep cool in the summer. Or you can DM us on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. We're always taking those. You can also email us at hi at the failas, hi at the failas.com. All right. We're going to go turn the air back on. So I think that's a wrap. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Welcome to episode 85. (laughs) Luke. Luke. I am your father. So we're going to shut our heat off when it's hot out. Then we're going to create a ton of heat. You're going to shut the heat off? Turn off the air. (laughs) Got it? 
No. <laughs> a lot of running happening. Can you say tips and tricks? You always mess up ticks and tick. I do. What? <laughs> I do what? <laughs> you can use fans to stay cool. Like our ours are hard. hard our, never mind. That's what she said. Yep. <laughs> or, you know, there's YouTubers that have, like, inflatable pools and stuff. I don't think those are YouTube, normal YouTube videos, honey. What are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Take mine out, baby. I'm what? in the wrong direction. What have you been watching? <laughs> 